Generation Why Am I Like This. I'm Liz. I'm Alec. And I'm Casey. And this is the podcast where we look back at some of our favorite pop culture moments from our childhoods. (laughs) (laughs) From our childhoods. (laughs) And uh, this week we are continuing in a part two. It's our first ever part two. Right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? I hope so. (laughs) Of the 10th Kingdom. So we're going to finish off the miniseries of the 10th Kingdom. And this time I am leading the episode... And honestly, we're going to get pretty much right into it because we already talked about some of the background of the show. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, make sure you check it out because we talk about a little bit more of like the making of and some fun little facts about the show. But as well as the first two episodes. Yes, as well as the first two (laughs) episodes. It's kind of just in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. And then today we're talking about episodes three through five. So, which concludes the series. And you know what? I just have to say that I finished the show yesterday. And for some reason, I was just kind of bummed out when I finished it. I don't know. (laughs) You know what, Liz? You can rewatch it whenever the hell you want. I know. Because it's free on IMDb TV. I know. But it's like, it should have had a second season. And I feel like it was supposed to, maybe. Like, Oh, they they definitely set set it it up up at the very end. That last monologue is totally like next season on 10th Kingdom. And I don't know. It's like this this vibe that I like uh, always got when I was... Because I don't feel like I get this as much anymore because I don't feel like I'm as invested in television as I used to be. Like, I was so, you know, connect... Like, I would be so, like, connected to a character in a TV show. We know you're obsessed with Wolf. Well, I mean, I do love Wolf in this, but, like... Um, even just like Virginia in this, like I just like hanging out with them. Like it's like it feels like you're getting yeah. to like hang out and like see these people, and then all of a sudden it's like ah, like it's over. And yeah. um, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I feel like because I feel when I watched like Buffy and finished it for the first time, I was like, dang it, there's never gonna be new <laughs> Buffy ever again. Mm-hmm. And even Charmed, which now I, that is not my most rewatched show now, but I loved it at the time. So, like, just finishing shows like that, it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It bums me out. It very much gives me, like, um, like I finished a play in high school, and now I'm like, I'm not going to see these people after school again. And yeah. I like, guess you will. But, yeah. like, <laughs> but it's different. And yeah. you're just, like, kind of depressed for, like, a week because you're like, everything's changing. <laughs> Yeah, it's not the same. Everything changes. Let's get into talking about the episodes. So we're going to start with episode three. So here's kind of a brief rundown of what happens in episode three. So Wolf and Antony get an axe that will cut Virginia's hair and then save her from the huntsman. They travel to a farm town where they find the mirror is a prize in a shepherdess competition. And immediately after Virginia wins the competition, Wolf is accused of murdering a girl. Antony is able to free the prince from being stuck in gold, and they solve the murder, but lose the mirror in the process. They arrive at Kissington, where they find the mirror is going to be auctioned off. So this is episode three. Uh, this was an interesting one to watch again. Because <laughs> I would say, I don't know, I think Casey maybe doesn't feel as strongly about this as we do from texting. Because uh, we were texting back and forth while we were both all three watching this. But, like, I do feel like there is a lot of problematic things in this episode for sure. And there's a lot of stuff that didn't age quite as well in the 
Uh, just some weird sexual stuff with Wolf and... Yeah. Well, I don't even want to say sexual. Like, rapey, weird stuff that I feel like isn't my... I'm just not loving it. And, like, you said, Alex, like, some slut-shamey stuff. Like, it's just Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it just... Like, I get what they were trying to do, and I get how, at the time, they thought it was funny... But now, with, like, the lens of 2021, you look and you're like, ooh. <laughs> right. This doesn't help uh, a lot of things. Well, and it's weird because it almost feels like they're aware of it and, like, they're, like, on the cusp of making social commentary about it, but they don't. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but, like, they're being very blatant about the things they're saying, but then they still don't, like provide a remedy for it or say it's bad it's it was just very bizarre to me but at the same time and i think liz you agreed with me on this like this seemed like an episode that seemed more cohesive and moved faster than some of the other episodes Mm -hmm. even though it's like mostly contained in like one setting and kind of like one major story there's not like a bunch of side stories uh it still seemed to move faster than say the next episode which we'll talk about in a second which had like they go to a lot of different places there's more adventure in it um yeah it was kind of weird yeah yeah i mean i think for me like as far as the commentary thing goes it's funny because so what we're talking about is that wolf gets accused of murdering sally peep which as soon as he gets to this village the shepherdess girls that live there currently are very flirtatious they like you know, one of them says Casey's favorite line of the episode, <laughs> Casey. <laughs> well, which part? Because that is quite a the bulge. The puff and is I do yes. like the quite a bulge, too. That it's is quite a bulge, but <laughs> go huff and puff and blow all my clothes off. Yeah. Said by, was it Lucy Punch? <laughs> yes. It was either her or the brunette. I can't remember. I, I'm pretty she, sure it's Lucy Sally Punch Pete, definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which and she's amazing in the series. Yes. She is super great. I do love... Like, her performance, I think, is super funny. But so they are immediately super flirtatious with Wolf. And he is definitely into it. He's vibing with it. Which, I always hated this as a kid. Because I was like, you like Virginia. Why are you, like, Liz was like, to... you're supposed to be in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... But yeah, he was very into it. Um, and very thirsty. And so then, in the courtroom scene, basically, he talks about how... Sally Peep and the other shepherdesses were like totally asking for it. They wanted it, all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And so there's a lot of that kind of language happening in this episode with mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, she was showing it off. So like clearly she wanted it. She wanted to be eaten. Like da 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 da. All this kind of weird, which like obviously they're talking about murder and like being killed by a wolf in the episode, but it's yeah. very relative to like rape and. Mm-hmm. That kind I of think thing. that's what's like weird and interesting because they do try to dissect like the actual meaning of a lot of these and like go into it, mm-hmm. which I mean that's what Red Riding Hood is actually about. Yeah, yeah, I was going like, to say that too. A rape allegory. So on that end, like I totally like what what you guys are saying is like not out of the realm of what's going on and what's actually being perceived. But like I said, I think my brain is so weird watching this, and maybe it's because I still think like how I thought when I was a kid. So, like, even when I try to deep analyze it, when I'm like, yeah, obviously they're talking about sexual things, but they're also talking about a murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just weird going back and forth of being like, well, she did flirt with him a lot, but that doesn't mean that she wanted to get killed. But Virginia's not also fighting, like, 
trying to say that Wolf wanted to kill her, but just Wolf was with her because they were flirting. So I'm like, this is very confusing for my brain to break down of like, everyone's wrong and everyone's kind of right. They handled this wrong, but also they did what the story was. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I think it's kind of interesting because Alec, what you said, I think is brings up a good point, which is that maybe because this was the early 2000s and they weren't totally there yet, as far as like society wasn't totally there with the whole like, it doesn't matter what a woman does at all. If mm-hmm. there is an assault on a woman, it's purely that man's fault. Like yeah. it doesn't, she can wear whatever the hell she wants. She can do whatever she wants. If she says no, she says no, the end. And so we weren't really there yet in the early two thousands for sure. But like, I mean, we're mm-hmm. still not even all the way there yet now, but I do feel like maybe they were trying to start to say something like they were kind of making yeah. fun of it a little bit. Like, or maybe See they how were just ridiculous trying, this is. Right. Or maybe they were just yeah. trying to be so blatantly like kind of maybe they wanted the audience to feel kind of gross about it. So yeah. that we would pick up on yeah. it, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe I'm cutting them, you know, giving them too much praise or too much yeah. credit, but mm-hmm. uh that's it's that also a scene where Virginia is literally grasping at straws to prove mm-hmm. that Wolf is innocent. So I also like every time I watch it too, where I'm like, she literally tries to do a thing from my cousin Vinny of like, read the sign <laughs> yes. and then stops and she holds it back <laughs> farther. She's like, now try and read it. And oh yeah, that was so perfectly. funny. It's He's so like, good, according like, to city code 8345. <laughs> 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 yeah. So like she, I feel like she's trying everything even later on when um, they're like, oh, Sally Peep was yelling wolf, wolf right before she died and virginia's like oh well there was a parade here yesterday and there was a man dressed up as a wolf and i'm sure he did it and they're like um that's a really honored position to play the wolf in the parade and she's like i don't care and the judge is like i played that role (laughs) yeah i'm sorry your honor i i think it is on one hand like this is actually what would happen in one of these cases if you take everything sexual. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, Virginia is not doing a good job and she's doing everything that's stupid and it's supposed to be comical. So also her trying to be like, she dressed that way. She deserved it. She deserved to get murdered by how she dressed. It's like, no, like she was begging for it. And it's like, no, you're really bad at this. So it's just, I think it is tone deaf as a joke. But like I said before, it's weird because it kind of fits in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. but it's also just weird and 2020 sensibility to hear it and it probably was weird back then too and it's like i don't know if it's a joke if it's serious it's but just it kind of like a hard thing same to, time. it's a weird thing to joke about i mean i think yeah. that like and i think that's where the argument can pretty much be which is just that obviously they were trying to make this still comedic while playing with the whole like little red riding hood wolf storyline and then therefore looking at it now it's kind of like okay if we dissected this how would it look now it doesn't look amazing now i I do want to point out though that i think in my opinion the joke that lands the best in the whole episode is the fact that the uh jury of peers in the courtroom (laughs) are literal sheep and they're standing there just like looking around and and and, like life sheep not puppets (laughs) or cgi or anything and then at the end when they uh decide the verdict they say okay if you say he's not guilty go into the stall on the left and if you think he is guilty go in the stall on the right but they filled the one on the right with all of these (laughs) vegetables and foods that they want to eat and obviously they go in the one on the right it was just very silly Um, yeah yeah. i mean it basically made it like what's even the point of the trial which is (laughs) why why it's funny yeah yeah that's why it's like it, it sits in a weird spot of like poking fun at real life issues but also trying to be lighthearted. so it's like sometimes it misses sometimes it's spot on but it 
it's actually something I've been thinking about since we started recording this. And it's something you brought up, Alec, which I've never thought of is like the tone of this show is all over where I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, there's murder. And then there's jokes. And now watching it again, I was like, there's literally murder. And then they're mocking the murders, but then there's also serious stuff. And then there's also allegories for serious stuff. And some of it's funny. It's like, I mean, even when they go over to look at where Sally peep was murdered, it's like that comical chalk drawing outline of her body. And it's like, I mean, this woman just got murdered. Like, that's so messed up that then it's like, ha, ha, ha. They're like, here's I did find her, her murder was, like, really kind of jarring because I, I truly didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear her scream, wolf, wolf. But then they're like, Sally was just murdered. And I was like, is this a joke? Did she run away or do something? But no, she's really murdered. She's gone for the rest of the episode. They don't yeah. show her body or anything. But it's, yeah. it's very jarring. And, of course, mm-hmm. the whole... Um, discovery is i don't know if one of you were going to say it but the whole discovery is that her is it her father or her grandfather her grandfather her grandfather grandfather killed her because she destroyed their magical well because they'd been diverting all of the magic well water magic wishing well water to their own farm or whatever so they can make all their sheep perfect um so it's kind of like a nice little fuck you to uh capitalism and greedy people Mm -hmm. right yeah that's why i was like it's actually it's a really fun way of looking at generational wealth and how it actually is like it's made on the backs of several people and actually allocating resources that should be for everyone and you've done it in a way to make it your own and that's why you're profitable and i'm like this is so yeah good in such like as but again it's such a silly package because the mm-hmm. way that we find out about the well is by the town oaf <laughs> They're like, oh, you're the village idiot. And he's like, not yet. I'm not dumb enough yet. My dad. <laughs> no, he's not a complete, a complete idiot. idiot. I'm a but a half wit. <laughs> it's so stupid. I am a complete idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so happy. Yeah, well, and even the shepherd and shepherdette. That's why like this part of the story I love so much. But it's also bonkers looking at it. Because like right before the murder happens. Is the sheep and shepherdess competition. And <laughs> literally we have Virginia on the stage <laughs> singing We Will Rock You, but yes. to lyrics of we, we Will Shear You. <laughs> yeah. That part was, I, was, I thought that was going to be so stupid. I mean, when she starts singing it, I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. But then they have the whole crowd singing it and it did get funny. So I appreciate It's that. charming. Yeah. It's a very charming scene, especially Virginia's like in it. Like, she's working it. She's, like, mm-hmm. selling it as a song. And it's so dumb. Gonna be a big ram someday. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Suck a man. I mean, I also feel like we can't move past this episode until we talk about the whole wolf minstrel connection thing that they did. Like, with the min- Like, he was menstruating. I'm glad basically. you brought it up, Liz. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I just think it's... I don't know why, but this part was so funny to me. Like, I just thought this whole thing was hilarious because they basically, because it's a full moon, Wolf is, like, going through a lot of stuff. He's, like, I mean, basically, he's, like, on his period, but it's, like, his wolf period. So, like, he is really irritated all the time. I do, for some reason, that bunny, the part where they bring him the long-eared bunny and, like, he just pets it. And he's, like, (laughs) and just, like, petting Uh, that wolf. But then he eats the bunny. bunny. Yes. I mean, I well, think funny we technically honest. don't know that he ate the bunny. He ate he the bunny. Ate the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so. And he ate a bunch of chickens, too, which we find out. He did eat a bunch of chickens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know why, but I just think this, that whole sequence is really funny. And like, uh, Virginia just gets to be like, girl, I know. Like, right. 
I'm there with Although, you every I, month. <laughs> which again, like, maybe it's just because Ginger snaps, but a part of me is like, isn't werewolf mythology tied to like women's menstrual cycles? I don't cycles? know if it is 100%, but I mean, it, I, it makes sense. I, I actually haven't done like any research on that, so I have yeah. no idea. But it does. Not I mean, saying that women t- turn into monsters once a month. That's not what I'm trying to say. I want to make wow, that clear. Casey, I'm not saying wow, they're tied like you're that. You're so insensitive. <laughs> no. People with periods deserve respect. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I yeah. I mean, I think that it's definitely an easy thing to connect as a storytelling mm. device because of the whole monthly thing. And that kind of, I think that part of it, like, I mean, because Ginger Snaps is a freaking masterpiece in horror cinema, in my opinion. <laughs> I know Alex does not face. agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of bored with the movie, but. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think uh, it's just a funny bit throughout the episode and I just really like it. So I had to bring it up because I think it's hilarious. And I like Virginia's little quips throughout and I think she's very funny with it. And um also, I just can't get over how big of a performance Wolf has throughout this entire show, and I do not remember it being this crazy. <laughs> and, like watching it it's now, a I'm big like, up, whoa. <laughs> Before we move on, I do want to talk about how cute Virginia's hair is when she get it when it gets oh, cut. When they, I oh, love her yeah. hair. Yeah. I was going to bring that up, but like later because yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like in this episode, so they have to cut her hair with this magical axe that can cut anything because if you mm-hmm. remember, it got cursed the episode before. And I do think it's funny because they're like, oh, I cut it too short. And I'm like, how? You mm, literally like perfect. her. Yeah, but like her her hair before I was know, like shoulder you... length. And like, how do they get it so short? So close to her <laughs> scalp. Like, I'm like, Wolf, how do you even do that? Like, I mean, obviously they just wanted it to be funny. And I yeah. do love when he comes back and he's like, I think I'm going to mess up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also kudos to him for doing a really even cut with an axe. I know. Oh, yeah. Hair. It looks so good on her. Yeah, the talent. Can we? The talent. The talent. <laughs> and then once she gets to put that little shepherdess costume on, I'm like, girl, you look so cute. I loved it. I love those <laughs> shepherdess costumes. And I'm sorry, those sheep, except for the gold ones, those sheep look ugly as sin. I hate the thing. <laughs> wow, sheep. don't sheep shame. God. I'm sheep shaming here. Whoever tried to dye a sheep or spray paint it, one, awful. Two, it wasn't even an even coat. If you're going to do it, yeah. don't make it splotchy. Okay? Yeah, it was And tried to trick me to think that it looks better than the glittery gold goddess that's right next to it. No, I'm sorry. This was. All right, moving on to episode four. Spirit Halloween. <laughs> uh, so. <clears throat> Let's talk about episode four. So as we know, they are in Kissington. So we're in a new location. So the group tries to raise funds to buy the mirror, which is being auctioned off. And Wolf secretly wins a jackpot and spends all the money on a big date. At the auction, they are outbid by the huntsman. Antony tries to steal the mirror, but ends up breaking it. And Wolf leaves the group after Virginia yells at him for spending the money on a date and not the mirror. They then learn the Evil Queen has the last traveling mirror. They meet Snow White and learn that the Evil Queen is Virginia's mother. All the while, the Evil Queen has killed Relish the Troll King, and the trio of trolls have been revived. So, there is a lot happening in this episode, for sure. So, I do... There are a lot of things I love about this episode, but I will say, for some reason, watching it now, I felt like this was one of the slower ones of the five. Um, I, I know Casey, it. yeah, Casey loves this episode. I mean, I still love it. I, overall, I 
I'm 100% going to watch this all over again again now that especially now that I know it's streaming for free I'm like hell yeah I'm going to watch this again probably pretty soon because I just it's so fun starting tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so I uh, feel like we definitely need to talk about the casino that they spend a good chunk of the first part yeah. of the episode in. Uh, it's a... What is the casino theme? Um, Does it have a the, theme or is it just like a... I think it's just a casino, but they're playing like really like simple games. Which yeah, is like, like old maid. Yeah, they're playing like old yeah. gay or old maid and Slap go fish. Old gay? And, Did yeah. you just say old gay? <laughs> old gay. <laughs> old gay. <laughs> um... <laughs> I I love it. If casinos actually did this, I totally would understand why people gamble their money. Away. I'm like, I will play Go Fish with strangers. Yes, thank right. you. Yeah, this looks like so much fun. I'm mad. This isn't how casinos are. Yeah, I mean, and it's just fun. Like they do a great job of making the like. I like the costumes in it. I love the little like casino worker people. Like they have the cute little. It looks like a typical casino style, but like it's a little bit like. They try to make it a little like medieval-y casino. A little I don't old know. gay. Yeah. A little old gay. But I also like Kissing Town because it's like somehow equal parts like um like an old historic town, but also like you can tell that this is um like they get a lot of revenue from like travel and like mm-hmm. the sights and the scenic things. Oh, yeah. This is where um Snow White was brought to life because she was kissed by the prince and she oh, woke right, up, so that's why it's the kissing yeah. town. Yeah. Um, and there's just really bad CGI hearts everywhere, and I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, they're really distracting, too. Like, they'll be having an intimate <laughs> scene, like, confessing their love to each other, and there's these little fucking butterfly hearts. And then not only do they fly around and, like, leave their little heart shits behind, but then they, like, make a tinkling sound, and it's a really loud tinkling yeah. sound. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. also like them because it kind of makes sense because this is a fast-moving show. And you have two people that are supposed to fall in love because it's a straight story, whatever. Um, and they do that by the end of it. And we're in episode three, so it's or episode four, so it's like it's gotta ramp up now. So I like that they're in a village that like you can tell there's kind of magic, but the magic just kind of enhances the feelings you have. It's not like Cupid shot them and they're like, I'm in love with you now. It's like Yeah. It it was kind of there before, but it now it's like boiling over because where we're at. And I think it's fun. It also makes sense why I mean, Wolf has also always been kind of impulsive, but I think it's fun to have that added level of like, this is why he wants to propose to her right now. This is why it's all the stuff is because they're also like in a place that is romantic. while it's romantic, but like forces that, yeah, those yeah. ideas Casey, and feelings. Casey, how how does he propose to her? I feel like you need oh to be God. the one to go into detail on this because it does involve your favorite character Thank in you. the entire miniseries. <laughs> Thank you for knowing it. Um, I didn't say it a few times. I did. <laughs> So one, he decides to have an 18 course meal, just him in Virginia, yes. which I love. Well, great. It's 16 because like, he cuts the, the salad and the soup. I mean, this is 100%. I was so into this as a young person. I mean, like I was Who like, this is this? so cute. I love him so much. He's so excited about this. He's so excited to make the food perfect. First of all, gotta love a man who can make the food perfect. And Virginia and, loves food. We found out in the yes, first episode. She does love food. And his suit. That's all I need to say. It's oh, good. yeah. His it's, red, red, red velvet suit. suit with the tailcoats. <laughs> yes. It's like a frock coat. It's. I'm glad they didn't fully show the pants because I know that's where I would stop at some point. But it looked great. It's so <laughs> it, nice. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he decides he's going to propose to her. So he has to get an engagement ring. And so when he goes to the ring shop, <laughs> they keep on showing like 
different more expensive rings that are fancier and fancier and they finally get <laughs> magic rings and they open the box and one i love the original magic rings that are just jumping they're like pick me pick me pick me <laughs> and they're really so like the stupid. worst the worst cgi in the whole miniseries <laughs> yeah at this moment. because like they show them you know maybe five seconds but still it's enough to look at it and be like what the fuck is this? it honestly looks like a shitty version of who framed roger rabbit like they just threw in some like actual cartoons like oh, they yes. don't even look cgi it, they look like cartoon oh rings. my god that's exactly how it looks amazing yeah. mm-hmm. but then virginia is such a special girl and wolf is so in love with her also the, the, the jeweler is like upselling him and like well if she's oh, yeah. really special you have to buy her the right? most expensive one welcome to the yeah. wedding industry people yeah, yeah. for real <laughs> so he reveals this was a clamshell oyster? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he opens it up and there's a little pearl ring in it. That's a singing ring. It's a big pearl. <laughs> it's a big it pearl. A big pearl. <laughs> it's a sentient it? singing pearl. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't want to do it, but I want to do it at the same time. Please, just do but it. Like, it's so high. That's why I can do it. But it's like, you're the luckiest girl in the land because you have a singing ring on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's so so stupid i thought you were worried you were worried about your singing being too high and too loud but it was your cackle afterwards that really peaked out the microphone (laughs) right i could hear it on your end (laughs) going back to me oh my gosh i love all the songs are so stupid like how i long to linger on your sweetheart's finger yes i remember Uh, them (laughs) but how is this like the most expensive most sought after ring it would be the most annoying thing for me if someone gave this ring to me i would absolutely hate it i'd i'd be like so thank you for the idea um we're putting away not to mention can you still get a refund on the ring (laughs) so when they're trying to buy the mirror it's like five thousand windles or whatever to mm-hmm. like at the auction that's what they think it's going to go for and he wins ten thousand, but then he wins seven thousand just on this ring like I he know. spends that much just on this one ring yeah. which is impressive because that means he gets everything else for like three grand which is pretty crazy yeah he got a good deal on that big meal yeah yeah and the carriage ride and the special song he got a lot for three grand yeah so maybe it's just the ring that swindled him. <laughs> okay. Can I just say that this is the, maybe this is part of why the episode dragged for me. I'm changing topics, by the way. But yeah. this is where I really kind of got tired and fed up with the, like the whole mini series is basically they're looking for the mirror so they can get back to New York. They lose the mirror. They have to find the mirror. They mm. find the mirror. They lose the mirror. Or in this case, in this episode, fucking Tony breaks the mirror. And so they have to find a different mirror. And it just, I, it was the point where I hit the wall and I was like, okay, like we've done this enough times. Can we think of something sort of new? Or maybe like yeah. they find a new way to get home or something. I don't know. I will say that it feels like this episode is, I agree. I think this because that gets kind of stale. And then the final episode, so much happens in such a yeah. short amount of time. Yeah. And I feel like they could have lengthened some of the castle stuff in the final episode to really like develop some of those little side characters who I think were interesting and like could have been more fun if we saw more of the ball and stuff like that. Instead of having another like whatever. with I mean, I will say that I, I don't hate the Dragon Mountain part as far as like the 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 people like making the mirrors that part the traveling to there i was like okay whatever i don't care first of all it was without wolf so it's like (laughs) whatever it doesn't exist till Uh, it is if it doesn't have wolf 
<laughs> That's actually why Liz thought this was the most boring episode is that Wolf wasn't in half of it. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. <laughs> me as a teenager 100% that's what was happening I mean like I literally skipped over an entire season of Buffy because Spike wasn't in it and I was just like what's the point of watching this now if Spike's not in it like mm-hmm. and you then I like, went back I? I went back and watched it later but and I, it's a great season so I shouldn't have skipped it but <laughs> it's like one the of the time, best seasons <laughs> honestly yes and the third season is really good but at the time I literally watched the one episode Spike was in and then I was like F this, going to season four. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, it's it's funny to me. I think the third episode's hilarious. To me, the third episode is actually the most boring. And I think it's because exactly what you're saying, but in reverse. Mm. I feel like you could literally could pick out the third episode and throw it away. And you have the exact same story. I like, was, I it's was... the biggest filler episode to me. Yeah. I was thinking that I think the whole miniseries could be like an episode and a half shorter, mostly because I think two hour long chunks. I mean, when you're watching them condensed, it's an hour and a half without commercials, Um, but it feels really long. And I think that they could condense some of the things and maybe they didn't have to, you know, spend the extra 15,000 or 15 million dollars on, you know, an extra month of filming or something. I don't know. Because if Acorn would have literally just like sold the mirror to the auction house. That's literally the same thing he did before to get money. Yeah. And it's closer to the swamp that he ends up at. Spoilers. And then it literally <laughs> like cuts out that. It... <laughs> I love it. We'll but it, it cuts out the whole episode and then you're just literally in the exact same spot. So I'm like, yeah. I agree. Chasing the mirror is actually a bit much and kind of tired. But I think episode three, while it's fun and I really do like everything that happens in it, it's the most filler of the entire series that i'm like you only had five episodes i'm not sure why there's filler it's like a very self-contained story mm-hmm. yeah but it's fun it's a fun one though because yeah, it's I mean, around wolf i think yeah <laughs> uh i think that with that episode two i think because they had so much plot within that side story it still moves faster for me at least because i feel like there wasn't as much i wasn't as invested in the storyline i guess with some of this episode. Like I didn't really care about their journey to the Dragon Mountain. And even mm-hmm. when they were in the cave. Like I did think some of it was fun. With like seeing how they make the mirrors and everything. But you didn't really develop any of the characters. The, oh, yeah, like, you don't the care about characters. any of them. Whereas like when you go to the town. You like immediately love. Like the mayor is hilarious. Like <laughs> 10 out of 10. Like yeah. I love his <laughs> 10 voice. 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I so, gotta give the, the peeps. Part- Ten out a day. The part about the uh, inside the mountain that I did enjoy were uh, the two things. One was the fact that they get to go down these really crazy slides to get to the center of the mountain, yes. which that looks With fun as hell. I want to do that. <laughs> um, and it's then so stupidly shot. It is, but it's great. And then the second it's one great. is the um, the dwarf guy who's I don't know what is his the one where it has like the big library of mirrors or whatever yeah, essentially yeah. Yeah. and he's kind he's of like, like the, the historian guy. yeah yeah um I think he was funny I I would have taken like ten more minutes with his character and ten minutes less of maybe Kissington or something yeah. well and that's kind of what I mean where it's like if you took out that episode you would have had time to actually focus on these other things that I feel like. Mm-hmm. were more world building as opposed yeah. to like this one murder mystery yeah which or con- is really yeah. where we got sidetracked condense condense the the bo peep story into like the first half of episode three maybe do kissington as the second half of that and then you could do like 
Dragon Mountain as the first half of episode four and then go into yeah. the castle and the ball and the second half of that. And honestly, like, I love the dwarves. Of, well, I also love them trying to piece together the back of the mirror. <laughs> I don't know how they even found out what that maker's thing was. I know. <laughs> the War of Rag Mount. Mounty. It's like, Anthony, you're so dumb. <laughs> yeah. You're so, so stupid. stupid. Well, and Prince is there, the only one who knows the world. And they're like, the dwarves of Dragon Mountain. He's like, oh, Dragon Mountain. I was like, where have you been this whole time? You're where the do only all the one mirrors come from? Here. Where do all the mirrors come from, dog? <laughs> like, oh, the dwarves that are going to give me a present? Yeah, I know the dwarves. Oh, and the present's going to be a mirror, a obviously. Because yeah. they make magic mirrors. I wonder who makes this magic mirror. I'm like, Prince. <laughs> Prince. <laughs> Come on. I mean, this is the episode where he starts forgetting things, which, by the way, always makes me very sad when I watch yes, it. Yeah. He's like getting so bummed that he's like, I can't remember, you know, I'm starting to forget stuff. I'm becoming full dog. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's, and it's very so sad. sad. But uh, yeah, I, I will say I also, I find some of the Tony Virginia fighting a little bit funny, but like it gets a little tiring at times. Like, yeah, I, I I'm like, okay, we get it. Like, they're kind of like, it's not, they're, you know, daughter and father. Like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I also thought it was so stupid when they split up walking the pathway. I was like, are you guys dumb? Like, yes, well, yeah, that's are. like five minutes that doesn't to do need that? to happen because they end up back together yeah. anyway. I know. So, uh, I don't know. I, I just like the character part of it where it shows that, like, Virginia, like, Anthony, we've seen this as big oaf the whole time. But he's kind of mellowed out a bit mm-hmm. as some shit yeah, yeah. has gone. Mm-hmm. And she's actually become more impulsive. And they keep it even to the next episode. Like that kind of carries and kind of tracks. Yeah, that's true. But it's it's not that significant at the same time. It's like a three second moment. I also want to mention that we, we watched this episode together. Uh, we were like video chatting while we watched it. And we get to the part toward the end of this episode where you meet Snow White. And Liz... <laughs> says she unmutes herself to say to me alec you're not ready for this cameo and they get to the okay. scene and i'm yeah, sitting there and i'm I... like who the fuck is this woman it's like what is her name cameron manheim or something yeah and i yeah. was like yeah. I, I was like i may have seen her face and something and then i was like oh what do you know her from and both of you were like um um you know that one thing i was like you don't even know what it was <laughs> like come on Okay, but that's because I feel like Casey was like, we can't tell Alec who Snow White is. And so <laughs> Point the before, fingers. And then, so then I was like, oh, this is like a fun cameo, I guess. And then like, so then I'm thinking, I guess maybe more people know about the practice than I thought. I don't know. Like, is that like an iconic show? <laughs> In my brain, I was like, there's just a lot of random cameos that are fun. I also thought you knew who Lucy Punch was going to be. And then you're like, oh, this girl looks familiar. I'm like, you just. Well, I recognize her more hell? than I recognize Cameron Manheim. I know. So every time I watch this, I'm like, there's so many freaking cameos. It's wild to me. And but they're also like late '90s, early 2000s cameos. <laughs> yes, that and they're like sure. not A-list celebrities. Do you they're not like realize we made a podcast about the late '90s and early 2000s? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, it was hilarious because I was just like, "Yeah, cricket, cricket. Who is that? Cricket, cricket." And I was like, "Oh God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go." But one last thing before we move on from that cameo that wasn't as cool as we thought it was going to be. Uh, I will say I do love a chubby Snow White and oh, I yeah. just have to put that out there. I'm like, I love that we did Ferris of the Mall and she got a little bit of 
like hips going girl like i was like yeah you the fairest of them all i don't know i just appreciated that there wasn't i don't know i think with the show in general like even the like evil queen who is the fairest of them all she's not like a tiny skinny person like cinderella isn't like a tiny tiny person i feel like they did a great job of having different body representation especially for the early 2000s and i was vibing with it i really like there's it. not a whole lot of like uh racial representation yes but there that is, is true. a Correct. decent amount of like body type representation yes but she also had the line that's like your father <laughs> <laughs> it was a very She's... dramatic turn to the camera for no reason yes like dramatic chipmunk moment She's like slowly like... walking up these little stairs <gasps> your father is very that's so raven i loved it <laughs> i will say too this scene of her i know this is supposed to be like a funny podcast too but it's very sweet and i'm going to talk about a sweet moment of just like that whole scene between her and Snow White. I love it because it's very much just like someone who needs to talk to someone in general mm-hmm. and just needs someone to listen and has no idea and they're so lost in life and just to have like a comforting presence. I well, love and like a maternal so figure somewhat yeah. because I mean, obviously Virginia has a lot of issues with not like having her mom in her life. The I really didn't care about the whole interaction between Snow White and Virginia until it got to the part where it was like, uh how did you become so cold and i was like oh like that part was like kind of touching i loved it speaking of alec i mean i know we were there for it how did you feel about the reveal that the queen was virginia's mom ah yeah i um well like i said in the last episode of the podcast i was like oh maybe her mom is one of the queens or maybe her mom got sucked into the one of the kingdom the Mm -hmm. uh, world of the nine kingdoms um, so I was like kind of double right. I'm just gonna say I did not expect it to be the uh, evil queen, though. Yeah. So yeah. That that was kind of a twist. Um, but you know, like who doesn't want Diane Reese to be their mom, even if they're trying to drown them in a bathtub? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But I'll <laughs> is that your say... kink, Casey? A lot <laughs> of unpacking. By... A lot of unpacking no, with no, this no. Uh, with that part. <laughs> Let's just get on to episode five. So. Episode 5, Tony and Virginia make their way to Wendell's castle. They get stuck in the deadly swamp, but Wolf saves them in the nick of time, and the three of them continue their journey and make it to the castle where Wolf seemingly betrays the group. Tony and Virginia are held captive while the evil queen prepares for the coronation where she plans to poison everyone in in attendance. Wolf switches the poison for troll dust and everyone is put to sleep when virginia confronts her mother the evil queen who she kills in self-defense prince wendell gets his body back and then awards tony virginia and wolf for their help in saving the nine kingdoms tony stays to pursue work with wendell and virginia and wolf return to new york where they are expecting a child literally so much happens in this episode i know Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I, I wow, I completely forgot about the whole wolf baby thing. Uh and we'll talk about that. But uh baby. I just have to say for this episode, I was led to believe that this whole mushroom hallucination scene was going to be much more traumatic than it was. It was yeah, not it, as bad. It was not as, as bad, bad as the young Sherlock thing. It was just a bunch of yeah. singing mushrooms and then they seeing a, they do a wider shade faces, of pale. Though. They do. <laughs> but it wasn't as pale. like <laughs> they sing a wider shade of pale and it's like I know they do. It's so funny. Um no, but do you understand what we're saying, though? Because it's like, it's not as creepy, but it was hard for us to be like, it's not not like that, though. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I, I do. But I just, I really, you know, ramped myself up for something truly heinous. Yeah. And it wasn't that yeah. Though I do have to uh, say that uh, Acorn 
being in drag as the Swamp Witch is really hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and Especially like, Virginia's dra- like, Acorn? Is that you? <laughs> and he's like, ah, damn it. But also his drag is just like a bundle of ropes on his head. <laughs> yeah. it's I mean, so you gotta good. make do with the budget you have, Casey. It's a shake and go. I love it. He's living his life. I love that. I love that. Um, the swamp is also, it's probably my favorite part of the episode. There's a lot of cool stuff that happens here. I know, I, I do. Love I love the swamp. I think that they did a great job with the atmosphere and like the little fairies that like trick them, I think are funny. Um, no, it's my turn to be naughty. Like, hey, yeah, <laughs> my turn. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And they like basically the, the fairies because Tony and Virginia are chained together and they're like, do you want to be separated? And they're like, yes. And so then of course they separate them by putting them in two different areas of the swamp. Um, and so it's like, ha ha ha, we tricked ya. But uh, I do, I I really like the swamp scene. Plus Wolf gets to be a hero, which I like, even though I know it's typical gender roles. I enjoy I the swamp so a lot. Adorable. I enjoy the swamp a lot because it is definitely the most uh, like theatrical setting because it's definitely mm-hmm. on a soundstage. Like yeah. a lot of the other scenes are either yeah. shot like on location or they've built like, you know, just like a box set for an interior. But this one is like, uh, an environment and everything's yeah. green and it feels very theatrical which i liked a lot and there's a lot of yeah. fog and it's great i also just love the three roles are like uh don't eat the mushrooms don't drink the water and don't fall asleep and we see <laughs> and, what and they, they break all the <laughs> rules immediately it's like oh my god you guys are so stupid like i, I expect this from tony but virginia virginia well to be fair to be fair tony fed her the omelet but didn't tell her what was in the omelet but she that is true knew. She also was like, stop drinking the swamp water. And he's like, that's your fourth glass. <laughs> and she's like, oh, <laughs> that was really funny. And oh, then they're no. like, ha, we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Well, and he's on a place called Mushroom Island in the swamp. And the, <laughs> so kind of what we hinted at, the mushrooms are like little puppets and they can talk. And they're like, just have a little bite of us. We're tasty. <laughs> and like, they, <laughs> Tony walks up and there's literally just like a skillet with eggs and cheese and a fire. And they're like, you can make an omelet. Oh, you know, it goes so good in that omelet. A little mushroom. You want some mushrooms? <laughs> I know. It's so I also good. think it's funny because they're basically trying to get him to eat them. Like, yeah. they're like, yes. <laughs> eat, 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 eat me. Oh, yeah. So um, but yeah, yeah, so they fall asleep after they eat. And then they, basically the swamp is evil. So it's trying to like eat them, basically. The vines start yes. growing around them and everything. And then Wolf to the rescue, he comes and gets them. And then that's when Virginia's like, bro, I I like you a lot. I think I love you. And it's so cute. And then they have sex in the woods. Okay, dude, that scene is disturbing She comes back looking like a wreck. She literally cannot walk straight. That is not a joke. The best part is that... (laughs) The best part is that he's like, I want to do something. And she's like, I know what you want to do. And then he's like, I want to play hide and seek. (laughs) Oh my God. And they leave for the pretense that they're looking for wood for a fire that Tony's going to build. And they come back. Oh, these jokes. Tony's like, no wood. And Wolf's like, thanks. You noticed or something like that. No, he says like, oh, there was. Or something like that. He's literally like, not anymore. Like, it's some, yeah, so bad. And then he walks away and is, and his little tail sticking out of his pants, and Tony's like, uh. Which apparently is supposed happen? to be symbolic for his erect penis. So that's also kind of weird for Tony's like, <laughs> disgusted to see this tail out in public. He's like, I mean, they fucked. <laughs> we, had a, we had a bit in episode three where the 
the shepherdesses see his tail bulge in the back of his pants and they're like oh it's it's a big bulge yeah because everyone talks like may west apparently (laughs) that's just lucy punch it is quite a bulge Uh, I um, love it. Yeah. Um, also, th- like when Virginia starts getting into it, and she's like, <laughs> and like, and like, it's kind so of being wolfy too. I'm like, girl, <laughs> so stupid. And that's the conception of their child, right there. Right. I hate there. that. I'm sorry. I'm jumping to the end of the episode, <laughs> but when he's like, "Oh, and you're expecting a little wolf," and she's like, "No, I'm not," and he's like, "Yes, you are." I'm like, that is the creepiest thing ever. That like, because she literally says like, "Oh, I'm never having kids. I don't want kids," and he's like. Well, I done fucked you, and I put a baby in you, and I'm like, oh my! I wanted to like tear my hair out. I can smell that baby in you. That's disgusting. Oh, it is disgusting. Um, And she said that she never ever wanted kids, or that she just wasn't ready for kids. I think she said I don't want kids. I don't want kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's like, I don't want kids. Like that's so. And he's like a little late for that. Yeah. Well, it's not like he was like, I'm gonna impregnate her without her knowing. She was there. But it's just a little creepy to be like, you're pregnant. <laughs> I yeah. can smell your baby growing inside of you. You're a pregnant girl. You in danger, girl. <laughs> okay. I do want to ask a question. So when uh, Virginia kills Diane Weist, I looked down and then I looked up and Diane Weist was bleeding. And I was like, wait, what happened? Because I know she has the comb in her hair. Yeah. But yes. like, I like looked away for a second and all of a sudden Diane Weist was like, I've drawn blood. And I... <laughs> I, I was confused. Virginia grabbed I... the comb out of her hair because it was in the back of Diane's yes. hair. Okay. And so she grabbed it and scratches her neck. Gotcha. Okay. Case closed. Yeah. It was such a small little scratch, but that's all it takes for Virginia to kill her mother. Um, yeah. What a great family fun moment. Well, <laughs> also, I feel like we should talk about some of the baggage that comes with Virginia's relationship with her mom. Sure. Which was very interesting. I don't. I don't it's such a weird story they're trying to do here because Virginia still really wants to connect to her mom, even though it's very clear that Virginia's mom basically tried to kill her. Yeah, she did. Uh, yeah, it's like blatantly yeah, tried, to I mean, kill, tried to drown her in a bathtub. And it's like, I mean, obviously a lot of trauma there and Virginia hasn't worked out all the feelings, but it just feels very odd that Tony didn't try to like do anything about this. He's just like, mm. your mom ran away to wherever. Like she didn't- well, He's not like, uh, by the way, she tried to drown you in a tub. Like, <laughs> when Virginia finds out about it, he just goes off and is like, oh, she's crazy. She's crazy. She's psycho, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I feel like we've sat through, you know, seven hours of a show where they could have, you know, dropped hints or built up the story. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to know why, like, what happened, like, what caused the mental break or whatever. Because yeah, like, I, like I'm not, I'm at the point in my life, like I'm not something. at the part in my life where I'm, like, just accepting, oh, this woman is crazy, so she tried to kill no. Like, that's not, that's not yeah. how it goes. Like, in postpartum, like, Virginia was, like, eight years old or something. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, I don't, like, that's, I mean, to me, it just felt like, uh, it felt like they were trying to do the Snow White thing, where it was, like, this is my daughter and she's prettier than me. Like, I don't want her to be better than me or something. Like, I don't know. I took it that she actually had some sort of illness. And that's always kind of what it was because you can even see in the mom's eyes when it happens, like she's literally giving her a bath and everything's fine one moment. And the next moment she's like drowning her child. And then she knows it's what she did. And then she runs away from the situation. Not like slowly walking, like freaked out that she tried to kill her daughter. So it's like, I feel like there's supposed to be something there. Uh, but yeah, it's not really unpacked. Um, 
Yeah, they do. It. This is, I think, the worst like storytelling part. Like, I just it don't. Just seems so it rushed. doesn't really make. It just yeah. seems random. Like, it's yeah. just like what happened. I don't. I mean, they're just trying to make this woman evil. The end. Like, yeah. so oh, she exactly. just decided she was going to try to kill her. Like, okay. Well, especially when you hint, like, that's the big reveal that you hinged the entire miniseries on. So, like, yeah. why not give it a little bit more, you know, substance? Well, and mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't have to have, like, she tried to murder you. Or it could have been something like, it could have been more postpartum. Pardon. Uh, pardon. me, ma'am. <laughs> uh, but, but it could have been something a little bit closer to the baby's birth instead of being like, this is also why you don't remember. Not that you were drowned yeah. and unconscious for a while and you just don't remember. But... Uh, yeah, I think it is a clunkier part. I think it it makes a little bit of the interactions like more interesting. Um, yeah, because of like you can tell the mom it's like she knows it's Virginia and like has that thing and like you can feel some guilt about that, but also you can still see this person who was like, I don't know, I don't know if it was the whole thing like I tried to kill my daughter and now there's an evil person who like took me under their wing and it's like well i already did the worst thing possible i can keep on doing more i don't know i don't know what they're trying to say well and the other thing to me that was weird was like tony's relationship with all of it because to me if i was married to someone and we had a child and i come home and this person tried to kill our child i don't think i'd be like when i see them again in the future be like this isn't you christina i'm like well it is her (laughs) like she's tried to kill your kid like i don't i just feel like he's like so chill about it first of all the fact that he's so chill about it in general i just feel like he's very like that's just what happened like she tried to murder you i don't like if i had come home one second later you would have been dead like i was like uh i don't know it was just very nonchalant his reaction to all of it was very odd so um although everything we're saying is actually like a serious traumatic event for this person can we talk about her dream though in the swamp with her mom and her mom's telling her a bedtime story. And it's like, once upon a time, there was a girl. She was told never to go into the forest. Do you know what she did? And little baby Virginia's like, no. She's like, yes, you do. She went into the forest and then she died and no one cared. And I was like, and they all <laughs> happily ever after. after. Yeah. It's like, I love this story. <laughs> uh, I remember when I watched this, I was very upset when Wolf was all of a sudden evil. Like, because I was like, what the heck? I cannot handle this. And it, even watching it now, I watched part of it and then I had to go do some stuff and I was like driving around with Blair or something. And I was like, okay, I'm trying to remember like how Wolf redeems himself. And I was like, because I know he does something because I know it's happy at the end, but I'm like, right now he's being really shitty and I can't remember what he does. And I, and then like it came to me while we were in the car and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure he switches the poison out so that it's not the actual poison and it's like just puts everybody to sleep so then he can be like ta-da i'm good and he really had me there for a second though because i expected like virginia to you know do something and keep them from not drinking the poison and then they yeah. all like fell down and you think they're dead and i was like oh shit it's like we really just killed this whole room of people yeah. like damn yeah talk about like they didn't foreshadow well enough like the trauma of virginia's childhood but they foreshadowed this troll dust the whole series yeah (laughs) what it looks like what happens to it because even showing the drinks of being like this bright pink color when they're like pouring i was like you Mm. did it but it was red the poison stuff that the chef drank was that bright red color (laughs) that's what i'm saying yeah so So it wasn't that far actual poison was the same color basically yeah it was great Um, and it's not like the stuff they drink was like 
Because when they blow the troll dust, it like goes, mm-hmm. it like flies around yeah. and like goes in their nose. But it, that it was happening in their stomachs. That's why they're like, "Oh, my stomach!" They're like, "It's got swirls in it," and they fell over. Um, that was their inner monologue. <laughs> yeah. Before we finish talking about this, though, I do want to bring up one of the dumbest things that makes me laugh every time, and it's when they're breaking into the castle and they run into a toad who gives the. <laughs> Oh my like God. <laughs> the, I always lie no matter what question you ask me and there's two doors in front of me and if you walk through one you'll die and yes. the other one's the way in and Tony <laughs> just picks up the frog and just starts yelling about how stupid this world is and how people like nothing straightforward and he just <laughs> yells what does that achieve and then throws the toad into one of the doors <laughs> and like flames come out and of it and it explodes yes. yeah it's the smartest thing Tony does <laughs> yes. in the whole, uh, the whole scene honestly yes I, I die every time I watch it and then it. Wolf is like pretty sure we should go to this door then. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, Okay. Also, I, for some reason, I don't remember the ending being what it was, but it's kind of a bummer because like Virginia's like, I wish I could say that Wolf and I went and lived happily ever after, but there was a big problem. Like (laughs) there's a big problem in the nine kingdoms right away. And we had to go back and I was like, don't tell me that. Especially they ended up yeah. saying this is the end of the first book. So in the first yeah. episode when we talked about the novelization and how cool that would be, I was like, no, I scoured the internet because I thought this was a real book series. And I was so mad for years and I could never find it. This is childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah, they definitely like it's not even hinted at. It's just no. it, that's like straight up a setup for another season or something. And they just obviously they didn't do one. So. I will say I'm pretty sure I remember reading some fan fiction about Tenth Kingdom, and there's some good stories out there. So just How saying, how kinky if you does the expand... stuff with Wolf get, Liz? Oh, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, I you know, we'll keep things <laughs> private. No, just... <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not well, saying I'm a furry, but but stroke my tail. But that tail's pretty cute. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay, guys? Let's be honest. Oh, my God. Casey, take it away. Oh, my gosh. It's Liz's episode, but Liz. I mean, why am I like this? Hmm. I think we got it. I think we get it now. Oh, Oh my God. I, I can't get over. We need to share that TikTok to the account of, like, that girl that was, like, my seven evil exes. And it was, like, Spike, Wolf. The guy from Criminal Minds. I was like, these are like all people that I was like hardcore crushing on in the TV world. I still, like, I stand by what I said in the group text when I said that well, Chidi, yes. Chidi and Ben Wyatt would never be an evil ex. They would I don't still be think, nice. I also don't even think the guy from Criminal Minds would be an evil ex. Like he was no, a good yeah, person. I think they were just like trying to be like, these are my TV crushes. Yeah. Crushes or whatever. But I was like, girl, get it. Like, I think Chidi <laughs> instead would be kicked out of the evil axes because he would start arguing about what it actually means to be evil and try and break it down and see if <laughs> I would love it. I would love to watch it. Anyway, before we wrap up yeah. the podcast, I'd like to let you know that we do have a visual companion to accompany this episode. You can find it on Instagram at Why Am I Like This Podcast or Facebook on our Generation Why Am I Like This fan page. If you'd like to reach out to us, we also have an email, which is why am I like this at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, um, you know, message us and tell us how many magic mushrooms you've eaten in your life. We want to know what's what, you know, 70s rock songs you sang with a bunch of mushrooms in a swamp. Looking at you, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, let's do so many good things. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, Great. I'll go first. Okay. Um 
<laughs> you didn't talk up fast enough. So I have two things. I'm going to make them fairly quick. I recently, as in like yesterday, started watching the first season of Legendary on HBO Max. And it's actually really fun. <gasps> oh, I highly okay, recommend cool. it. It's, um, you know, it's just... I don't know. It's everything I kind of like want the newer seasons of Drag Race to be. And not that it's drag, you know, ball culture and drag are different things, but uh, it's just really fun to watch. The challenges I think are really interesting. They don't do the same formula every episode. So there's things that are different in the challenges. Um, I mean, like Jamila Jamil is cool as a person, but she's the executive producer. And so she's like one of the main hosts, which is whatever. Uh, but the other hosts, I think, are really fun to watch. Um, yeah, so I recommend that. And also, I literally just started reading today a book I purchased when I was in St. Louis. And it is, when I tell you if it is not the book embodiment of our podcast, I don't know what else to tell you. Because it is called The 2000s Made Me Gay, Essays on Pop Culture. <laughs> and it's oh by gosh. Grace It's by Grace Perry. She's been like, she's worked for the Reductress and uh, The Onion, I think. She's, or at least mm. contributed articles. And wow. it's really funny so far. Uh, and she's born in 89. And she just talks about how pop culture from her childhood and her teens made her super gay. And you know what? Here we are. Generation. She even talks Same. about Generation Y in the uh, intro to the book. So I'm liking she it so far. I've not gotten to the book. <laughs> yeah, she talks she about our podcast. podcast. Yes, I'm expecting my check very soon. Um, yeah, check it out. Great. Awesome. Oh, okay, uh, so I'll go next. I um, So for me, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Fear Street movies that are on Netflix right now. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I think it's such a fun idea. Like, I, I will say, I think both films that have... So there's, it's a tr- triple, a trilogy, I should say of movies and they're all based on R.L. Stein's Fear Street novels and they all connect so like the first one uh sets up the story and then it kind of continues and it actually is going backwards through time so the first one is in 94 I'm pretty sure I believe it's Fear Street 1994 and the next one is 1978 and the final one that comes out this coming Friday will be 1666 which I should say this coming Friday when we're recording this, not when this episode comes out, but still. Um, anyways, there will be three of them. They're all on Netflix. And I will say that they're both, I think, in my opinion, a little bit too long. Like, I think you could take 20 minutes out of it. But I kind of feel that way about most modern film in general because I think we, like, add a lot of crap into our movies that we don't need to. But um, I think they're really fun and it's a cool concept. And especially for people that love this podcast or, like, love anything, you know, nostalgia factor Obviously, you've got the R.L. Stein love in here. And it's basically, you know, if you loved Goosebumps as a kid, this is a great thing to watch now because it's uh, like the grown-up version of Goosebumps. It, and it's really fun. I'm just, I'm, I'm digging it. And uh, I recommend it. So if you're looking for something fun to watch, it's a great watch. Nice. Cool. Um, and for me, my many good things this week is actually something I watched um, at this point a few months ago. And I keep on forgetting to bring it up on the podcast. But I watched the first season of Dollface on Hulu, starring Kat Dennings and Brenda Sog. I love Kat and Dennings. I truly, truly liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I just enjoyed my watch of it. I won't speak too much on it because it's it's just a good show. Go watch it. I think they're shooting the second season now. Um, and 
that's our episode. Thank you so much for listening to our first two-parter about the Tenth Kingdom. And now we're going to transition to something really fun. We are gearing now up for something completely different. Completely different. We are gearing up for our one-year anniversary episode. So to do so, we're going to go through an entire month of Nicktoons to celebrate our very first episode of Hey Arnold. Alex is going to kick off that month with his choice. Yes, I'm going to be talking about real monsters and i'm very excited because i haven't seen it in a long time so it's gonna be great and i also do want to point out that this is going to be the 50th episode so that's also another milestone which is very exciting it's wild it's wild yeah all right well we'll talk to you we'll talk to you we won't talk to you you'll listen to us next week thanks for listening goodbye bye bye